are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. As always, I am your host, Jake Amastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. But now joining me on the show is my co-host. We have Vinny Rotino, and you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny with a Y, R-O-T-T-I-N-O. Uh, Vinny, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you're giving me a second at bat here. I, I <laughs> kind of must have got a... Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, reached on an error last night. Let's say that. <laughs> so I'm still here. Thanks for having me back, Jake. No, no. Yeah. I, I, glad to have you on. A lot of good feedback from the first episode. Again, Vinny, uh, guy made his uh, his podcast debut with Lockdown Brewers on uh, Monday. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go back and give it a listen. And while you're doing that, also make sure that you follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to Lockdown Brewers Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we continue to be top 10 in the ML be across the lockdown podcast network so appreciate all the support all the listens uh again just can't thank you enough for all the support you've given me from since taking over the podcast and uh Vinny's just going to help that grow even more so i'm uh, really excited to have uh, Vinny on with us and again if you have any questions any comments or anything you like discussed on the podcast you can email us at lockedonbrewers at gmail.com uh, on today's episode we're going to be looking at spring training news as always got some injury updates to talk about um, well, MLB Pipeline released their top 30 prospects list, so we'll go over that. And then I'm going to get uh, Vinny's thoughts on moving positions, specifically talking about Kesson Hira and the challenge that he's facing. And then we'll get some takeaways from uh, Monday's game. But let's jump into some spring training news real quick because we got uh, a good update on Lorenzo Kane. He is scheduled to appear in a game this coming Saturday, uh, which is certainly great. Uh, but Vinny, that only gives him a week and a half to get ready for opening day. And obviously Kane is a veteran, but you know, is that enough time for Kane to really get ready and ramped up for a regular season? Yeah, I think it's, it's plenty of time. I mean, you're talking about a veteran, you're talking about a guy with thousands and thousands of at-bats. I know he didn't play last year, but it doesn't take long to get your rhythm back. And plus what they'll do is they'll throw him, you know, They'll let him bat every single inning, maybe twice an inning in, some, in a B game or something. I know they're playing – I think they're playing a B game tomorrow. Probably get 10 at-bats or something in that game, you know, um, backfield games, live BPs. You know, he'll he'll be ready. Yeah, that, that's certainly, you know, great for Brewers fans. And, you know, Council has already said, you know, that he'll be ready for opening day. So, hopefully no more setbacks there and we'll get Locaine back in the lineup. Uh, Adrian Hauser, who hurt his thumb in his last outing, he's planning to make his sketch uh, next scheduled start. So more good news there that he'll be okay. Again, I'm really big on Adrian this year. I think he could have a really good uh, breakout year in the middle of the rotation for the Brewers. Uh, there's a little, or not even a little, there was a lot of concern on Twitter this morning when Christian Yelich was scratched from the lineup for today's game. Uh, but Craig Council put out that fire by saying he was just deciding not to play him today, give him a little bit more of a breather. So, uh, you could hear the exhale from Twitter uh, once that went when uh, that news broke. So Christian uh, Yelich is, is fine. Hopefully he'll be back in the lineup uh, tomorrow or soon or a couple next couple of days. Um, and then unfortunately there was um, some more injury news to add today. Manny Pena left the game on Monday after collision at home plate. He did finish the inning after the collision. Looked pretty bad. Looked like he was kind of favoring his his shoulder there. Um, 
but it doesn't look to be too serious. In fact, after the game, Craig Council said that he was uh, trying to stay in the game, was already asking that he could play in tomorrow's game, but I'm sure they'll probably get him a couple of days arrested there. Um, but certainly was a scary situation early in that game with the collision at home plate with Tommy Pham. Uh, looked pretty bad, but hopefully Pena will be okay because he's been – um, lighting it up in spring training. Know he had a rough year last year, so hope that he's okay and hopefully he's able to continue to hit like he has been. And then Bobby Wall left the game on Monday with right side discomfort and just really feel for him. Really hate to see that. You could they showed him in the dugout. You could just see the the look of disappointment on his face as you know he continues to try to recover. They even showed Jacob Nottingham going over there and, and giving him a big hug because again it was just visibly you could see the frustration. Uh, on his face as he had to, to leave the game, um, praying that that's nothing serious. I know, again, it's been a rough go of him trying to get back on the field, but uh, we'll probably get more of an update on that tomorrow. Um, and then MLB Pipeline released their top 30 prospects list today. And no real surprises for the Brewers. Obviously, you know, with there not being a minor league season last year, there wasn't going to be, you know, much change. Not a lot of people moving around. Um, but the top 10 was Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terrain, Hedbert Perez, Ethan Small, Mario Feliciano, Feliciano, Antoine Kelly, Aaron Ashby, Freddie Zamora, Jefferson Cuero, and Eduardo Garcia. Um, Cuero was somebody that was mentioned in the article, the catcher um, for the Brewers, which Brewers just have a ton of depth at catching right now. He's somebody that jumped up a lot in the rankings. Um, but I talked about a lot of other guys on the podcast on this past Friday. So if you haven't listened to that, um, you can go back and do so where uh, we talk about prospects for a little bit. But uh, Vinny, wanted to get your thoughts. Are there any prospects for the Brewers that you're excited to see this season? Uh, in the big leagues or just in general? Yeah, just in general. I mean, because, you yeah. know, obviously not last year didn't get to have a minor league season. So there's some of these guys we haven't even really got a chance to see yet. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of these guys on the list. In fact, when I was scouting, I had the Brewers as an organization that I had to cover. Um, I didn't see Garrett Mitchell in person. Obviously, he's lighting it up in spring. Um, heard that he was a little bit out of shape in, in structural ball, and then he got himself into shape this year. I mean, I think he ran a, a three a three, eight, five or something down to uh, first base. What was it? Two days ago, beat out a routine ground ball or was that? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was two days yesterday. I mean, this guy's, he looks like the real deal for sure. Not sure if he can play center um, yet, like a real legit center field um, should be able to, if he's, if he's given those kinds of kinds of run times, I love Bryce Terang as a scout. I, I you know, put, uh, you know, I put a, a good grade on this kid. The instincts are off the charts on, on Bryce Terang. I think he just, he's going to, if he adds a little bit of strength, I think the defense is going to be there. I think the bat is uh, definitely going to be there again. I think he's got to add a little bit of strength and learn how to pull the ball a little bit, but um, there's uh, there were very few guys that I scouted in the four years I scouted for the Rangers that had those kinds of instincts at that, at that age when he was, I think he played, it was 2019 last time I saw him. So he's 19 years old and a ball. Hedbert Perez haven't seen uh, here, here are really good things. Obviously I love Ethan small as well. I mean, this guy's got mound presence. Uh, I always loved guys when I was scouting that had that, um, had that swagger on the mound, you know, like the, I call it the Lance Lynn effect, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I faced Lance Lynn and this guy, he knew you were, he knew that you knew that you were going to be out, right? <laughs> like when you stepped yeah. in the box and that was not a good feeling. Very few guys have that. This kid's got that. Um, 
I think he's got the, uh, the vertical fastball. He's got the deception. Um, he's got a decent breaking ball and a decent changeup. So, I mean, he's got all the pieces to start. Just don't know if he may, he may turn into like a Drew Pomeranz type, you know, multi-inning reliever kind of shutdown piece. But mm-hmm. I love that guy. Feliciano, love him. I mean, look, the Brewers system, Ashby's, in my opinion, on this list is way too far down the list. I yeah, think should especially be, with know, the spring he's had, yeah. Yes, two or three. And then the other three guys I haven't seen, Zamora, Kiro, and Garcia, I heard good things about. Look, I think the – with. They're a little top-heavy, it seems, right? With, mm-hmm. uh, but it, all you need is one of these guys to turn into a, a, a roll six, they call them, like an all-star, and and that's a good system. I mean, very few systems have like a legit roll six in them, you know, in them. So, um, you know, you can have these lists all day, but sometimes they just turn out to be those role players, right? Those that we mm-hmm. call four, 4.5s or 45s or even up down guys. I mean, I, I, I see some real potential here on this list for guys to be actual real big leaguers, like impact big leaguers. So it's exciting. Yeah, no, certainly great because the Brewers farm system, you know, as a whole uh, doesn't rank very well in a lot of rankings, but yeah, again, I, I think part of that's just because they have a lot of young guys that we didn't get to see last year. So there's not a lot of information on them, but you look at these, you know, top seven, eight guys here, like you said, they're all, they all have the potential to be a guy uh, at the big league level. So, um, and and a lot of them are knocking on the door. I mean, we see some of these guys in spring training that are, you know, are opening a lot of eyes. So Mm -hmm. um, very excited about uh, the Brewers prospects and very excited to get to see more of them with a minor league season this year. Um, Next, like I said, we're going to get, uh, Vinny's take on catching here move positions and just what all that uh, looks like and how difficult it is. But before we do that, let me tell you about rockauto.com. Um, again, this episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days. It's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. So why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping that they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket you can pull out your cell phone look for the make and model of any kind of audio auto part your car will ever need and there are so many different reasons to maintain your automobiles these days but the biggest one is obviously to save money so why would you spend twice as much for the exact same part at a chain store a new car dealership just head on over to rockauto.com again right there on your phone it's so easy search for the parts you need buy them have them shipped to you and just sit back and wait for them to arrive. So once again, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. And while you're there, do us a favor and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the pro- car parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Milwaukee Brewers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So, Vinny, obviously, you know, you played a lot of different positions throughout your career. Um, what, what all positions do you play? I know baseball reference had you playing, you know, like left field, first base, third base. What all positions did you play through your pro career? Yeah, no, I, uh, I played shortstop in college, but I, I think I played two games as a professional at shortstop. So I, 
I got in the system right away and I just played third and then I learned how to catch and played, you know, quite a bit of first base. And then I played left and right fields as well. So um, pretty much the corners and catcher. Right. So yeah. um, caught about 300 games, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you have a ton of experience all over the infield, you know, what it's kind of like, you know, to move around and that's really where the game is going. Right. And the Brewers seem to be targeting these types of players that, have that position uh, versatility. Um, you know, I think the Rays kind of started it down there, you know, with the Ben Zobris types, finding those guys that can play all over the field. Um, and, you know, again, the Brewers are, are looking to do that. And, you know, the biggest one this offseason, obviously, they went out and signed Colton Wong uh, with the idea of moving Kesson Hura to first base. And it's been kind of a, a struggle with him in some of the games that I've seen. You know, you've had those – you know, mistakes, those hiccups, you know, that you're going to see making that type of transition. But um, I don't know, I don't think you made the second base, the first base transition. I don't think you mentioned second base there as one of yours, but um, how difficult, I think first base, you know, is just a difficult position if you've never played it, obviously. I know on a much smaller scale for me, I played shortstop, you know, I played left side of the infield my entire baseball career, and then I dislocated my shoulder. So coach put me at first base, you know, thinking we'll just stick them over there. And I felt lost. Like it felt like I was in zombie land over there on the right side of the infield. So um, take us through that a little bit, kind of the mindset and, you know, what all you have to go through to try to play position like first base. Yeah, you know, I thought personally, so I, I thought it was compared, I don't want to say this as if, you know, I, it just came easier to me than the other ones, right? I trying to catch and play. I think third base is incredibly hard, mm. right? So I was like, first base, once you get the hang of where you need to be on bunts and, and uh, cut off and relays and like a big one is how far you can it's, it feels weird knowing that you have to get over to first base. I mean, you, I mean, you know, you, you have to be there, right. right. <laughs> On a ground ball. So what's uh, so, so you have to have a feel for how far you can get, especially like on a ground ball to second base in between first baseman, second baseman, there are some balls that you want to go and get, but at the same time, you you on some balls, depending on where he's playing on a, with a left-handed hitter, there are some balls that are going to be almost directly at the second baseman that you need to cover first on. You just have to have a feel for that. And, and it, it does feel weird at first. I think just with more games and just a, a ton more reps, um, I think Keston will be fine in terms of that fish out of water feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that'll go away um, in time. It probably already has to be honest with you. Um, especially knowing that, you know, Hey, this is, this is your new position. It's not as if he's jumping around and doesn't know where he's going to be playing the next day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so um, I think, I think, I think he'll be fine. I think, yeah. I mean, it does take time. You do feel like a fish out of water with really any position change in the infield, just because of the angles and, and just seeing the game differently. It just takes a little bit of time. I, I would say, I, don't, I couldn't even put a number on it. Everybody's different, but um, even, you know, not even necessarily game action, even just taking ground balls and BP and stuff, you can get the feel of those angles a little bit easier, a little bit quicker, speed up that curve. 
Yeah, no, it's interesting you mentioned you mentioned that play between first and second because that was something I've been looking for, and it's something I noticed. And I think it was the first game I watched Kesson play the mm-hmm. spring training. There was a hard hit ball, you know, in that gap there, and you saw Kesson kind of take that step like he wanted to go get it, and then realize, oh no, I got to get mm-hmm. to first base. Um, and he was able to get there in time, turn around, and get the throw. But you could just see the positioning of his feet were even kind of awkward. He wasn't sure, you know, how to step on the bag. So. It's things like that that I'm looking for, looking for those throws to second base. We've seen him struggle with that a little bit in in spring training as well, which, you know, the throwing is where he had the biggest issue at second base even. So, you know, that makes sense that it would still be an issue for him at first base. But trying to make those throws to the shortstop, you know, trying to turn a double play. You know, those are the things that I've been watching the most in Keston. And I think he has, you know, made some progress there. But I think it's still going to be an adjustment for him, you know, even going into the season. Yeah, I, I do agree with that, that, yeah, I mean, especially with now you're throwing the ball the opposite way, of, you know, instead mm-hmm. of throwing it to your left, you're throwing it to your right on a double play. And so, you know, you get what, one a month, I would say, if you're playing every day, a, a play like that, a, a three, six, one actually doesn't, I don't think it happens very often. I'm just guessing um, yeah. once a month, once every two weeks, if you're, but uh, it's still, I, I mean, um which makes which makes that throw all that much harder, right? Because you mm-hmm. don't get you don't get a chance to actually have game action doing it. Um, but yeah, no, that was a great point. So like that ball to your right, you you do what you have to understand is you do have time to take that one little jab step, read the ball. Oh, I I got to get over to first base on that, or you know, um, understanding that that you actually have a little bit of time and and knowing exactly where to position yourself to know that, okay, I can take that little jab step. That ball's obviously at the second baseman. I'm going to run over and uh, get cover first base. So um, no, it's, I think he'll be fine. I do think it'll be, I don't think you'll see, here's my just take on it. I don't think you'll see Keston make any glaring mistakes at first base. There might be a little bit of an errant throw where a double play doesn't get turned. I think that happened the other day, right? Didn't it go into left field yeah. even mm-hmm. yeah it might happen uh and then you know maybe he doesn't cover on a bunt once or twice you know or something like that or he's not positioned correctly on the cutoff and relay but other than that i think i i don't think there will be like oh man keston's really bombing it over there at first base i think he'll be fine yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing too i wanted to ask you about this real quickly just is because it is a big position change for him he's learning you know trying to learn a position on the fly that he's never played before mm-hmm. does that af- affect a guy like Keston at the plate at all you know especially because he's coming off such a down year and there, there's you know some pressure on him to get you know back to what we know he can be at the plate but he's also trying to learn a new position as well does that become a factor for him at the plate you know what yeah um that's a good question every guy is different I would mm-hmm. say personally if I was going from second base to first base. Now this is me. Everyone, everyone is different. I would, that would take pressure off of my glove. And I know it's a new position for him. I would think once he gets comfortable, he's almost going to feel like, okay, this is easier than second base. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure to play second base in the big yeah. leagues with, with turning. I remember Ricky weeks. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. how bad he was at turning double plays I've, you know, he turned himself into a pretty good defensive second baseman. I don't know what the metrics were on that, on how he played defensive, but he, he really struggled early. And I know that that was, that probably affected the way that 
he swung the bat. I'm guessing Keston, once he gets comfortable at first base, it is easier than second base. Let's be honest. So yeah. um, that may take some pressure off of him and um, you know, look, the guy can hit, I think he'll hit no matter where he plays, but um, I, I really like his bat. So I think he's going to have a monster year personally. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the same boat there. I've been telling people, you know, 30 plus home runs this year. Yeah. I think he, he bounces back, has a huge year there. So appreciate your yeah. takes there talking through that, you know, from somebody who's, who's done it before somebody from the, the major league level there. Um, so good conversation there. Um, we're going to come back and talk about some takeaways from Monday's game. Before we do that, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even though the football season is over, the NBA, NHL, and baseball season are in full swing. And Major League Baseball, obviously, about to be in full swing. So a lot of uh, bets going on there for the upcoming season. Uh, but also have March Madness. And I know that's a lot of fun for a lot of people. Um, so it's going to be a lot of action to get in on there. Uh, betonline.ag but they do more than that they also cover awards tv shows and reality tv they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine betonline has you covered for all the new scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up so head on over to betonline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code locked on betonline your online sportsbook experts we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup features peanut butter brownie versus coconut almond. And this is another easy decision for me as I love peanut butter brownie. Vinny, you can pretty much mix peanut butter and chocolate on anything and it's going to get my vote. So uh, go on over to BuiltBar.com or follow them on Twitter at Built underscore Bar uh, to vote for your favorite Built Bar. And when you're making your order, make sure you use our promo code LOCKEDON15. Again, it's a new promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar and don't forget wednesday is division crossover day across the locked on mlb network our podcast will be crossing over with locked on cardinals host lucas smith so we'll be taking a look at the cardinals roster with uh, lucas there he'll be telling us what he thinks of the cardinals going into 2021 and just how much of a threat they'll be for the brewers this upcoming season so make sure that you tune in wednesday for that special crossover edition of a locked on brewers and check out other crossover shows throughout the division on Wednesday as well. So then let's wrap up here, looking at some takeaways from Monday's game. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch the whole thing yet, but this game was uh, probably one that you can skip. It was not a pretty game for the Brewers and uh, right off the bat, um, Travis Shaw just makes a, a terrible throw to second at what should have been a double play. Um, and Brett Anderson could have got out of that inning without giving up anything. As it as it ended up, Anderson ends up giving up four runs in the first and didn't even make it out of the first. Um, this is another another rule change that maybe you're not aware of, Vinny, but um, <laughs> you can you can still not finish an inning as a pitcher and then come back out the next inning. So basically, Brett Anderson only gotcha. got two outs in the first, and then they brought him back out for the next inning. Okay, so you can still um, do that. 
And that's what the that's what Craig Council decided to do with Brett Anderson as his pitch count was up to about 25 in the first inning. So um, but he, he came back out after that inning and settled down and was, you know, the Brett Anderson that that we know um, and what you expect. Again, if not for that error, it would have been, you know, another solid outing for Brett Anderson. Uh, and then I mentioned, you know, the bad collision with Manny uh, Pena at home plate with Tommy Pham there in that first inning. It looks like Pena is going to be okay. Again, he was lobbying to stay in the game and to play tomorrow. So, again, hopefully uh, he's going to be okay. Um, Keston Hira, he had a hard hit double and then stole third base, um, which was great to see. Um, but something I wanted to ask Vinny here, because I've seen it a couple of now, times now in spring training where the Brewers have had a runner on third base with less than two outs and haven't been able to convert it. You know, how much emphasis – are guys putting on those situations in spring training, you know, are they really trying to, to do what they can to bring that runner in or are they just focusing on, you know, having a good at bat trying to get on base? Good question. Uh, depends on the guy. Um, I think if Lorenzo Kane is trying to get at bats and get his rhythm, you know, tomorrow or whenever he's, when, you know, whenever he comes back and starts playing mm -hmm. again, he's not necessarily going to, care if he gets that runner in if it's uh pablo reyes um then you know i think that you know he needs to show that he can get that runner in right yeah. uh, or if it's a guy that's a, a utility guy or a bench guy daniel robertson he's gonna need you know it's more important for those guys to kind of play the game a little bit right um the guys that are trying to battle for a spot. So that's, that was me, you know, when I tried to battle for a spot every year, Yeah, uh, I was trying to get the runner over, get the runner in, show that I could play the game, knew what knew how to play the game. Um, so yes, depends on the guy. Yeah. And that makes sense too. Right. Cause you got your guys. Cause who I'm thinking of is Avisel Garcia, who's having a great spring, but he's the guy that I've seen twice now. Who's been up with a runner on third and less than two outs and has struck out both times um, that I've seen it. And, you know, he's probably a guy, you know, he knows he's a lot for the roster. You know, he may just be trying to get his reps in. So um, that makes sense there that it could just depend on on the guy and what their standing is on the roster. Um, yep. And this is my first time seeing Eric uh, Yardley this spring. You know, he's competing for a bullpen spot and he looked really good with that sidearm delivery. Um I don't, I don't know how much Vinny you've seen of Yarley or know about him, but uh, he's competing for that spot there. And I thought he, he looked really good. Yeah. A little, little bit of uh, video work on him when uh, I was scouting, I I've always thought this, this is an interesting guy. I think he's um, he's just deceptive. I mean, and uh, he's useful, you know, I, you know, I, again, it's hard to know the exact numbers of where he sit, you know, where he stands as far as making the team or not. Um, who is, I'm sorry. Yeah, that bull, that the, bullpen's getting bad? crowded. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's exact matter for that last. So like, you know, guys like guys like JP fire, uh, fire eyes and, you know, are trying mm -hmm. to get that final spot. Um, maybe Drew Rasmussen, you know, guys like that mm -hmm. um, at the Ray black, you know, guy that's been injured. So, um, you know, there's a couple of guys, you know, trying to get those last couple spots in the bullpen. Yeah. And this guy, this guy performed last year for the mm -hmm. Brewers. And so I, you know, he, he might have a, a leg up on the other guys, Clayton Andrews. I, I've, I've always liked this guy, but I, you know, I, I don't think he's got any shot this year or, or, you know, out of, out of camp, but right. I've always loved this guy. I mean, this guy, he's like five foot zero <laughs> he's just like he's swinging the bat I mean he plays center field and 
And then he comes out and he just talk about mound presence. Anyway, I wanted to talk about him for a second. So um, eventually he'll, he'll get a shot with his, with the brewers. And um, I think he'll become a fan favorite like immediately. So cool. Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, like what's seen from him as well. Um, and then you mentioned Pablo Reyes a minute ago. I mean, the guy came in and hit a, a home run in today's mm-hmm. game. He just continues to make that decision for the bench very difficult on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many guys with that utility role. I, I just don't know if there's going to be room for him, but he's definitely playing like he deserves it this spring. Yes, I like this kid. I mean, he's, uh, I think, what is it? It's going to be between him and Daniel Robertson, likely? Yeah, most likely. Okay. I mean, good luck making that decision, right? I yeah, think right. Robertson's out of options. Does Reyes have options? I think he does. Yeah. But I, I think, could be yeah. wrong. So, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I, I do like Reyes. I mean, I was just talking to uh, a friend of mine that's in camp, and uh, – you talk about, you know, how hard it is to get at-bats in the big leagues. I mean, where are you going to – you know, a guy like Reyes, who knows what you what you got there, right, with, with everyday at-bats. But will he ever get that, right? It's so hard to break in because where are you going to play on this roster every day? You got to have, like, four guys get hurt, right, in order for him to, you know, get everyday opportunity. It's so hard, right? I remember Justin Turner um, – you know, he just had to rip the cover off the ball to finally get a chance to play every day in LA. But he was just, he was a up and down utility player with the Mets for however many years. So, I mean, it's just interesting just to think about a guy like that with the talent, but it really is developing and, and establishing yourself at the big league level. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. I do like that kid. I do yeah. like that kid. I could, sorry, I could talk baseball all night. Which... No, it's, it's great. <laughs> um, because, you know, he's somebody you talk about, you know, Clayton Andrews, you know, somebody that could become yeah. a fan favorite. Um, Pablo Reyes, you know, has kind of been that in spring training. He's kind of yeah. been that, that little engine that could this spring training that's really forced in the hand of, of the coaching staff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And Daniel Robertson hasn't done anything to not deserve a spot on the bench, but he's right. out of minor league options. So he, in a way has a leg up on yeah, everybody yeah. else. Yeah, you you're know? right. You're and, right. And that's just the way it goes. Sometimes Reyes has two minor league options left. So, I mean, if both yeah. of those guys are looking good, you're probably going to take Daniel Robertson and, and that's yeah. just the way it works. Yeah. Depth. Yeah. For, for the depth reason. And, um, like I said, maybe, maybe we have a hitting coat. Maybe Andy Haynes has said the right thing to him to unlock him as well, right? That happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, so, and so you would want to have him establish those uh, adjustments, perhaps, if, the, if that is the case. I'll ask Andy. I played for Andy in 2015, so I, I'll, I'll definitely ask him at some point. Um, you'd want him to establish those swing changes if, if in fact that is the case, right. In at the AAA level or at the alternate site first right. before you bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause fans especially have a tendency to, to overhype, you know, <laughs> 20 at bats in spring training Yes, and yes. Uh, can certainly do that, but it's all we have to go on right now. And, and I think, yeah. it, I think it even plays into coaches minds too. So um, like you said, sometimes you want to see a guy who's made those improvements in spring training, go to the mining level and, and prove that they can, you know, continue to do that. Right. Um, the only thing is, like I mentioned last podcast the, with the minor league seasons being delayed, you hate to, to stunt that growth, taking a couple months off from game action. 
um, waiting on those minor league seasons to play. So that'll be, again, another just difficult task that managers will have to to navigate this season. Yes. Um, but that will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers and email us your questions at LockedOnBrewers at gmail.com. And you can follow me, Jake Mastriani, on Twitter at sh- ShortstopBall. And make sure that you follow Vinny as well on Twitter at Vinny, R-O-T-T-I-N-O. And that's Vinny with a Y. Uh, so make sure that you give him a follower. Brand new to Twitter there. So let's make sure that we uh, support him and give him those followers, help him grow that medium as well. And also make sure that you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>